Rise and shine, fragile Americans. There's a victimhood to be claimed and microscopic germs to fear. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Welcome. Welcome to the Friday show, Christmas show. We're on the heels of Christmas right now and uh, excited to be here. And also I'm going to share with you uh, one of my favorite stories because this is the only segment of the show I can play this in. Uh, otherwise I'd save it to the last, but uh, my favorite, the John Henry Falk uh, story, I ha- I must, I have to, I have to play this for you. And um, I love this. I love the story. So let me get on with it. This is John Henry Falk telling this story, 1974. So enjoy. And then I have a bit of good news about the SEC land grab thing. All right, enjoy. The day after Christmas a number of years ago, I was driving down a country road in Texas and it's a bitter cold, cold morning. And walking ahead of me on the gravel road was a little barefooted boy with nondescript ragged overalls and a makeshift sleeve of a sweater tied around his little ears. I stopped and picked him up Looked like he was about 12 years old and his little feet were blue with the cold. He's carrying an orange. And he got in and had the brightest blue eyes one ever saw and he turned a bright smile on my face and says, I'm going down the road about two miles from my cousin's. I want to show him my orange old Sandy Claus brought me. Well, I wasn't going to mention Christmas to him because I figured he came from a family that kind of don't have Christmas. But he brought it up himself. He said, did old Sandy Claus come to see you, mister? And I said, yes, we had a real nice Christmas at our house, and I hope you had the same. He paused for a moment, looked at me, and then with all the sincerity in the world said, mister, we had the wonderfulest Christmas in the new nine states down to our place. Lordy, it was the first one we ever had had there. See, we never do have them out there much. Don't notice when Christmas time comes. We'd heard about it, but never did have one because, uh, well, you know, it just... Papa says that old Sandy Claus, Papa Hoorahs a lot, said old Sandy Claus was scared to bring his reindeer down into our section of the county because folks down there are so hard up that they liable to catch one of his reindeer and butcher him for meat. But just just several days before Christmas, a lady come out from town, and she told all the families through there, our family too, that there was old Sandy Claus was coming town to leave some things for us, and if Papa would go in town, he could get some Christmas time for all of us. And Papa hooked up the mule and wagon, 
he went in town. But he told us children, said, now don't y'all get all worked up and excited because there might not be nothing to this yarn that lady told. And, but Shuck, she hadn't got out of sight up the lane there. We was done watching for him to come back. We couldn't get our minds on nothing else, you know. And Mama, she'd come door once in a while and say, Now, y'all quit that looking up the lane because Papa told you there might not be nothing. And, but long about the middle of the afternoon, well, we heard the team of jangling the harness coming, and we ran out in the front yard, and Ernie, my little brother, called out and said, Yonder come Papa. And here come them mules just in a big trot, you know, and Papa standing up right in the bed of that wagon holding two big old chickens, all feathers picked off. And... He was just yelling, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. And the team stopped right in front of the gate, and all us children just went swarming out there like a, like a flock of chee-chees, you know, and just crawling over that wagon and looking in. And, mister, I wish you could have seen what was in that wagon. It's bags of stripy candy and apples and oranges and sacks of flour and some real coffee, you know, and just just all tensely and pretty and we couldn't say nothing just kind of held our breath and looked at it you know and papa standing there just waving them two chickens and yelling merry christmas to you merry christmas to you and a laugh and that big old grin on his face and mama she come a hurrying out with the baby in her arms you know and when she looked in that wagon she just stopped and papa he dropped them two chickens and wrenched and caught the baby out of her arms you know and held him up and said, Merry Christmas to you, Sandy Claus. And, and, and baby little old Alvy Lee, he just, he just laughed like he knowed it was Christmas too, you know. And Mama, she started telling us the name all that them nuts. It wasn't just peanuts. It was She had names for all of them. She, Mama knows a heap of things like that. She'd seen that stuff before, you know. And we was all of us just a chattering and a going on at the same time us young'uns are looking in there. And all of a sudden, we heard Papa call out, Merry Christmas to you, Sam Jackson. And we stopped and looked, and here comes Sam Jackson leading that old cripple-legged mule of his up the lane. And Papa said, Sam Jackson, did you get in town to get some Christmas this year? Sam Jackson, you know, he sharecrops over there across the creek from our place. And he shook his head and said, well... No, sir, Mr. Will, I didn't go in town. I heard about that, but I didn't know it was for colored folks, too. I thought it was just for you white families. All of a sudden, none of us children were saying nothing. Papa, he, he looked down at Mama, and Mama looked up at him, and they didn't say nothing like they don't a heap of times, but they know what the others are thinking. They're like that, you know, and... All of a sudden, Papa, he broke out in a big grin again. He said, Dad, blame it, Sam Jackson. It's sure a good thing you come by here. Lord have mercy. I like to forgot. Old Sandy Claus would have me in court if he'd heard about this. The last thing he asked me if I lived out here near you. Said he hadn't seen you around and said he wanted me to bring part of this out here to you and your family. Your old woman and your children. Well, sir, Sam Jackson, he broke out in a big grin. And Papa said, I'll tell you what to do. You get your wife and children and you come down here tomorrow morning. It's going to be Christmas time all day long. Come early and stay late. And Sam Jackson said, you reckon? And Mama called out to him and said, yes, and you tell your wife to be sure and bring some pots and pans because we're going to have a heap of cooking to do and I ain't sure I've got enough to take care of all of it. 
Well, sir, old Sam Jackson, he started off uh, leading that mule up lane in a full trot, you know, and he was heading home to get the word to his folks and his children, you know. And next morning, it just, you remember how it was yesterday morning? Just rosy red and looked like Christmas time. It's cold, but you didn't notice the cold, you know, and the sun just come up, just all rosy red. And us young'uns were all out of bed before daylight, seemed like, just running in the kitchen and smelling and looking. And it was all there, sure enough. And here comes Sam Jackson and his his team and his wife and his five young'uns in there. And it's all looking over the edge, and we run out and yell, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. And Papa said, Christmas gift to you, Sam Jackson. Y'all come on in. And they come in, and Mama and Sister Jackson, they got in the kitchen, and they started uh, cooking things up. And us young'uns started playing Christmas time. And it's a lot of fun, you know. We just play Christmas gift with one another and run around and around the house and just roll in the dirt, you know. And then we started playing, go up to the kitchen door and smell. And we'd run up and smell inside that kitchen door where Mom and Sister Jackson was cooking at. And then we'd just die laughing and roll in the dirt, you know, and, and go chasing around and playing Christmas gift. And we played Christmas time till we just wore ourselves out. And Papa and Sam Jackson, they put a table up and put some sheets over it, some boards up over some sawhorses. And everybody had a place, even the baby. And Mom and Sister Jackson said, well, now it's ready to come on in. We're going to have Christmas dinner. And I sit right next to Willie Jackson, you know, and he'd just roll his eyes at me, and I'd roll mine. We'd just die laughing, you know, and there was an apple and an orange and some stripy candy at everybody's place. And that was just dessert, see. That wasn't a real Christmas dinner. Mama and them had done cooked that up, and they just had it spread up and down the table. And so Papa and Sam Jackson, they'd been sitting on the front porch, and they come in. Papa, he sit at one end of the table, and... Sam Jackson sat at the other, and it was just a beautiful table like you never had seen. And I didn't know nothing could ever look like that and smell that good, you know. And Sam Jackson, you know, he's real black, and he had on that white clean shirt of his and then them overhauls. Everything had been washed and was real clean. Papa, he said, Brother Jackson, I believe you're a deacon in the church. I ain't much of a church man myself, but I believe you're a deacon. Maybe you, you'd be willing to give grace well, Sam Jackson, he stood up there, and his hands was real big, and he kind of held on to the side of the table, you know. But he didn't bow his head like a heap of folks do when they're saying blessing. He just looked up and smiled, and he said, Lord, I hope you having as nice a Christmas up there with your angels as we have it down here, because <laughs> it's sure is Christmas time down here. And I just wanted to say, Merry Christmas to you, Lord. Like I say, mister, I believe that was wonderfulest Christmas in the United States of America. Wow. I love that story for a multitude of reasons that you could probably imagine, but the story wasn't really about race. It was about celebrating Christmas, and it was about giving to your neighbor, and it was about just loving your neighbor. And I know that that's the America we have right now. I know that. What we're told in the press, don't buy it. This story was done so long ago by the great uh, John Henry Falk and a uh, great storyteller. And I really, I cherish it. It gives me a lump in my throat at the end every single time. Doesn't matter how many times I listen to it. But the thing that's special about that is it's just about humanity loving and serving each other. 
And isn't it interesting when you look at all the stories, the stories that I treasure the most are the ones where we lose the pride, we become a little vulnerable, and we're usually really kind to each other. But it's, it's that losing of the pride. It's about just embracing, right? Like in this, in this case, that moment of celebrating Christmas together. And those are the stories that I could probably listen to every single, every single year around this time. Those are the, that's what makes them special to me anyway. Maybe you too, I don't know. But to me, they do. It's the losing of the pride, maybe being a little vulnerable, being kind, being nice, of course, loving. Be right back. Kate Daly Show.